Let's freaking go! Woo! Another episode on Jackson Share Sports Radio, baby. I'm excited. You're excited. Everyone's excited to be on Jackson Share Sports Radio listening or being interviewed. Let's go. Let's get this episode. I appreciate you all listening and tuning in to this episode of Jackson Share Sports Radio, and I hope you enjoy. So I guess that could get us started. What a pleasure it is having the opportunity to talk with the one and only Hayden. Is your last name you pronounce it Koval, correct? Koval? Koval? Uh, I mean, I say Koval, so. Koval? I, I mean, Hayden Koval. I'm not really particular on yeah. how you pronounce it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden Koval. I appreciate you joining me on tonight's show. You know, uh, no, you're a pretty busy man. Uh, so I guess that will get us started. You know, Hayden, you average seven points, 3.8 rebounds, half an assist, and shot 46.8% from the field. That is definitely not bad. Uh, you're coming in at seven foot one and 220 pounds. That blows my mind. Huge. You're really tall. So, you know, that, that's crazy. Uh, definitely can use your height to your advantage. And a little stat for everyone at home. He has 337 career blocks, which is 48th overall in NCAA history, uh, which that is a little fact that's crazy and blows my mind. His uh, 65 block shots are 11th in the country. That's crazy, Hayden. Uh, just want to know, how did you get to first get into basketball? You know, what, what was there? What was, was there a moment or a story? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like growing up, I was, you know, probably three or four, year, four years old. I was either had like throwing the baseball around or had a basketball in my hand. And I honestly played both basketball and baseball up until my, I think it was my junior year of high school. And honestly, like I was more like naturally talented at baseball. And I thought like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to play in college. And I was getting some college interest there, like uh, probably like a freshman or so. And then I kept growing, and then I was like 6'10 as a sophomore. So I was like, uh, may- maybe I should reconsider this. So I just kind of put my, my effort into basketball. And, um, yeah, I mean, love the sport, like love watching like NCAA tournaments and seeing in March Madness and always like picture myself like, man, that would be a dream come true if I could do that. So that's pretty much like how I got into basketball and just – Kind of loved it growing up, and then decided to pick pick it over baseball. So wow, great story! I appreciate you sharing that with me. Uh, you know, why why did you choose out of all the schools? Why did you choose UNC Greensboro? What was the one? You know, was there a factor? Was there anything that happened or leading up to the decision? Yeah, honestly, so I started my career at uh, University of Central Arkansas, and then I transferred this past year and. Like, obviously, I was hopeful, like, oh, sweet, I can, like, visit these schools and, like, be able to pick one. But obviously, like, that's when COVID hit. So uh, UNCG was actually one of the few schools where I actually met the coaches in person. It was, like, right before COVID hit. And I knew, like, a few guys here, like Angelo and Mo, they went to the same prep school as I did. And so I was able, like, get to know like the culture here and when it came down to it like yeah I could have I probably could have gone to a bigger school but I wanted to go to a place where I was like knew like the culture was good the players were bought in and uh, the coaches were definitely like players coaches and uh, desired a relationship with the players so 
overall, like that's kind of what factored into my decision. And then and the story kind of goes from there. It's like we won regular season, won the conference tournament, and then went on the NCAA tournament. So looking back, it was, you know, pretty yeah. good decision considering yeah. all the factors. Exactly. What was that tournament like? You know, I, I have so many questions about what, what that experience was like. I've had so many people on the show say that it was just really hectic, really crazy. A dude from Winthrop uh, had Adonis, Adonis Arms uh, on the show from Winthrop. You know, just an amazing, amazing story. What what was that like? That whole March Madness experience, just being in the bowl, you know, with and out of all the Division One schools, all of the colleges out there, you were one of the sixty four teams that made it in. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a normal year. I mean, I've heard heard stories like what it's like with uh, the live practices where the media is there and like a bunch of people like interviewing you and so forth and. I mean, this year, not not that much access, so uh, it was pretty much, we have a floor to ourselves in the hotel, and you can go to that floor or your meeting room, and if you're not doing one of those two things, you're either at practice or back in your room. So it was really, couldn't do much movement, that, that much, and then when we first got there, we had to quarantine for... I think it was 24, 48 hours until we got two negative COVID tests. Then we were, got a little, little bit more freedom. And honestly, I think it helped our team because we, we were in a Louisville bubble with Winthrop, actually. Um, it was the first, I think it was our, yeah, it was our first games of the year. And I think that like kind of helped us mentally prepare for uh, our first game because we kind of already went through that experience already. Right. Right. I mean, just this year, like you brought it up, it is just so, so hectic, so crazy, just so much going on uh, and just so many bubbles being created as a result of the coronavirus. So, you know, that's really crazy. Um, Just compared to last season, too, you know, you look at all the media that some people like all the all the hype, everyone like, you know, I'm sure if Zion Williamson, uh, just to bring up an NBA player, if Zion Williamson was at Duke right now, as opposed to being in the NBA, what would the media be doing, you know? Just think of that, you know, yeah. would, there, would there be fans at those games, you know? What what would mm-hmm. that be like? So, you know, that's definitely something to think about. So, you know, what is one word that describes you as a basketball player? Oh, man, uh, that's a good question. Just one word. Uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would like to say, like, intelligent. I mean... I'd like to say like I have a fairly high basketball IQ. I can I can kind of see plays develop and um, also like see what the coaches are saying. Like I know there's sometimes a disconnect between what the coaches sees and what the player sees, but um, kind of see like you know where a pass could go or where I need to come help or maybe there's an opportunity to, like take a charge or something like that. So it's just kind of. I think I have a good ability of seeing like what play is about to happen before like it actually happens. So right. Well, I mean, being seven one, you could always look over top of everyone. So that's fair. <laughs> that helps too. <laughs> uh, so you know, I know this season was crazy. What were just some practice protocols? You know, like when you walk into practice every day, what's your routine? What are you thinking? What's the team doing? Yeah. So uh, pretty much like what our practices look like. Uh, we show up about, I mean, I show up 
we ha- we all have to get tape. That's just one thing Coach Miller was like because uh, ankle sprains were seemed like they were happening. So everyone got their ankles taped, and then about forty five to forty five minutes, about mm, I would say closer to thirty minutes, we have these uh, things called vitamins, which are like fifteen minute quick workouts. It's just like perfecting your craft. So like for me, I would do like some hook shots, get my touch right, and then um, do some pick and pops with our other bigs who could shoot. So, and then going into practice, as far as like COVID protocols, we had our own like section like taped off where it was like our, our chair we could sit in like before practice, water, towel, and like we could only like be in that space. And then once practice started, we were like stayed six feet away and actually wore these trackers, which tracked like how much time um, we were around the player. So if there was a positive case, they would go back to that data and hopefully we wouldn't have to be quarantined. So if we were coaches were on us about staying six feet apart, even though like we were, we just wanted like play and all that, but we also had had that in the back of our mind. Um, and then just like going into practice at, pretty much revolved around like defensive stuff. Like we would have like shell drill and they were intense practices for sure. And I think that's what really helped us in games because um, in the second half, like if we face like adversity or like we weren't hitting shots or um, anything like that, we could always like go back to our defense and um, get what we call a kill, which is three stops in a row. And that usually kind of shifted the momentum of the game. Right. Right, for sure. Uh, and you see that in the NCAA tournament, for sure. I mean, you can see one team, you look at just cra- crazy leads, you know, go from 12 to zero in a matter of three minutes, you know, and it's it's really, really crazy, it, high-intensity basketball. And you guys you guys didn't lose by that much to Florida State. You know, you look at look at the stats, you, you really were right there with them uh, all game long. So it wasn't, it wasn't like they blew you guys out. It wasn't one of those, you know, Baylor... Uh, Gonzaga final blowouts, you know, it was, it was more of a, you know, close game where you guys were hanging in there, grit and grind, you know, and some fights. So you guys definitely stepped up and making it to the NCAA tournament is definitely not an easy task, you know, especially this year with COVID and everything. It's, it's really definitely a tough uh, time for everyone and just a tough time to be as a unit, but you guys hung in there and stuck in there uh, for sure. Um, so, you know, what, is, what makes you unique in your craft? What, what makes you unique as a basketball player? Is it your height, you know, post-up moves, three-pointer? Um, I mean, I was obviously like my height, you know, and kind of stick out at seven foot. So <laughs> that right there. And then uh, I would say like my ability to like stretch the floor and hit shots from the perimeter. Um, and then just also like developing – uh, used to like back in like prep school, early college, like I would just go to my right hook, but also like develop my left one so I can have the ability to go either way. And then I would say probably the biggest thing is just my shot, shot blocking ability is just being able to time the ball out of the opponent's hands and be able to get it at its peak. Um, and just having that just a natural ability to, block shots and honestly I credit baseball for for that because you got a fastball coming in and you need to put it back to the ball so 
I honestly credit that because I think I think that helped me out with my hand eye coordination. So, um, but yeah, I would say that that's what makes me unique. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like you said, your height sticks out. So <laughs> that, that would definitely, definitely help. Um, so, you know, I saw on social media that you just transferred to Cincinnati men's basketball. How are you feeling about this? You know, I know it's a crazy transfer. You know, that that's crazy to go from uh, UNC Greensboro to Cincinnati, you know, crazy mm-hmm. stuff, switching everything. Um, how, how are you feeling? You know, what what do you want to accomplish at Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, first off, I'm I'm really excited just to, uh, you know moving up from Central Arkansas to here. That was a big step, and then going to Cincinnati in the American Conference. That's just another step up in competition. So, really excited about just like getting there and starting to work with the guys who are already there, and then uh, just excited to do that. And then you know, be in a new state and at new school, and I'll be able to get my master's degree. So that's always a plus. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think big thing that factored into that decision is like, I got one year left to college basketball and knew I wanted to be somewhat familiar with the program I was going to. And, um, I thought coach Miller was sticking around, but he ended up getting this job and super happy for him. But, you know, selfishly, I just, I, I wish he could have stayed one more year just, you know could have stayed here. I feel like we could have uh, won the SOCON again, but he did what was best for him. And um, he ended up asking me like when I hit the transfer portal, if I wanted to come up to Cincinnati. And I feel like that decision was really easy because it's a coach I know in a system that I've adjusted to know know what his expectations are. So um, that's kind of all that factored in. I'm, I'm just excited to get up there probably here in the next month and start working. Awesome. Awesome. Right to work. That's great. Um, so la- last question here. So do you have a specific goal in mind? You know, when you're when you're playing college basketball, do you have a goal? You know, do you want to make it to the NBA? I know, of course, that could be a goal. Do you want to make it to the G League or do you plan? I know it's I know you're uh, you got a year left, but do you plan to go elsewhere or do you want to go to the G League, G League or the NBA or do you want to go to a, another spot in your life? Do you have another place that you would want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think first goal is just like, you know, go make an impact at Cincinnati and like do anything that I can help to help the team and help us win and, uh, get back to the NCAA tournament. Um, but like long-term, just like personal goals, just NBA has always been a dream of mine and like always have always been working for that. And, um, if I end up like falling short of that, I just, I don't really see that as a failure. It's just like, you know, God directing me to another place in my life. So whether that's G League or, you know, overseas, like if I get to play basketball as long as I can and make money in a sport, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good deal to me. So um, if that's big goal is definitely NBA and G League first. And then if those opportunities aren't there, for sure, like overseas would be fun. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hayden Koval. You know, just amazing interview. Really appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your day to come on this interview. Really, really awesome stuff. And I definitely hope to see you make a big impact and leave a leave a print in 
Cincinnati's program. So that is definitely going to be great, and I'm excited to see you play next season. It's going to be great. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. We'll run it back soon. See you later. All right, sounds good. See ya. That is Hayden Covell, guys. Wow, what an amazing interview with him. Guys, he's really nice. Uh, he's seven one, so <laughs> he's huge, guys. You know, he's he's huge. He's not he's not small. <laughs> Put it that way. So you know, he's definitely fit for the NBA. He's fit for the G League. He's going to a bigger conference, um, and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. We're gonna see how he does. I think he'll thrive. Honestly, he just has to take advantage of people using his height. Um, I don't personally, I don't think anyone can guard him at that height. It's like taco fall versus, uh, Anthony Edwards, (laughs) not to pick on Anthony Edwards, but it is, it is sort of like taco fall or I guess taco fall and Isaiah Thomas, something like that, you know, just crazy stuff. So that is going to cap today's episode off. I appreciate you guys listening to Jackson share sports radio, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.